cars that have lots of spikes in them. Oh, shit. Please stop running into me. Well, that seems like as good a place as any to start this podcast. Hello and welcome to We Are Doomed, a soccer arrangers podcast where we focus on conventions, cosplay, and nerdum in general. Who are we? Well, I'm Tyler. I'm the Black Ranger. I'm Cole. I'm the Green Ranger. I'm Robert. I'm the Red Ranger and getting fucking run over in GTA 5. Ah, where and I you? just got and I just got and I just got hit by by people on the f- and they just killed me. Dang it! So today our guest is distraction. That's right. We're all playing video games while on this podcast because two of us on. are pl- two of us are playing GTA Five, and the other one is playing Mad Max. Yep. 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 And if you can guess exactly which game we're playing, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> well, I don't know. You probably can hear me driving. Well, shit, we're all driving. We're all though. playing driving games. Although technically Robert has already given away what he's playing. What? What? He's already given away what he's playing. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I just jumped out of my car. Oh, God, why did I do that? That uh, that's common for all car games. <laughs> well, not, not that I'd like the super racing car games, where you yeah. can't leave your vehicle. Yeah, but any any generalization game, both of this, the, both GTA and this game, and GTA and Mad Max can uh, play this game like this. You can get, yeah, you get out and then you can go start busting heads and doing all sorts of razzmatazz things and such. So I'm I'm pretty impressed where with what they've done with GTA Online. In the yeah, fact they've been doing they've been adding a lot. This game has been out for three a years. A long time. <laughs> At least four years now. I I don't remember because it came out before xbox one and ps4 mm-hmm. because it came out on i was playing on 360 and then when it came out eventually on pc i migrated to it on pc and yeah they've still been producing content and like almost I once think, a week not once a week no they like they have events almost every week Oh, it's, yeah, but a new content, I mean, it's more of a seasonal thing, but still, I mean, it's... Oh, yeah, totally. Events it's are, cool. I don't know, events are just like, they're not really outgoing events. They're just like double RP and double money on weekends and such. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And which is like, well, those are the busiest hours, so it just makes them even more busy. So, yeah. But like, the fact that they have been produced, like, it, it, it's, this is a great example of how, like... They're raking in tons of money because they have microtransactions in it. For twenty bucks, you can get one point three million in cash, like, in in-game money, mm. and that's one once a well time ago that used to be a lot of money, but now they've got you, nothing was ever more than a million dollars. So if you had a million dollars, you could literally buy anything in the game. There was nothing. Yeah, no kidding. That. But now you can go. You can spend four million dollars on a like uh, CEO business, uh, where, uh, or you can spend one point whatever million dollars on a car or a yacht or crap tons of stuff. So things, I think they're just constantly making more and more luxurious things, and then they're rolling those out, and then they've added a whole bunch of different types of game types too, and 
yeah, so it's like they're rolling these things out for free, but they come with things that you need to have the in-game money to buy, and then you just go buy shark cards, which is actual money. You just give them, and then so yeah, they basically they made a, a microtransaction game, and it's doing real well. I, I always have tons of fun because it's like it's, it's a sandbox. You got cards, you got all a bunch of gizmo gadgets, you got shooting, so you can run around and do play around with the physics, and then you can get a car and you can soup out the car and you can race and just yeah, your your imagination's the limit. Ah, uh, that's that's me playing GTA. So if you've, I think you've guessed which game I'm playing right now. But yeah, makes sense. Anyways. I had I've been working on I've been working on some props. My prop props props. Mm-hmm. So I've been 3D printing stuff and then those 3D printed parts are been being sanded and then painted and then they'll be glued together and then I'm working on another keyblade. So yeah, that's another thing. And that's got glued together and sanded and being primed and painted and I realized right now a lot of people are Con cons are cons are starting to ramp up. Like there's, definitely, there's definitely. a bunch of plans for cons happening. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, I was like, how do I prepare for a con? And like the only way to prepare for a con is like start making props and costumes. Like that's what I've been doing for the last while. Is like this month has been me focusing on what props and costumes I'm working on and trying to just kind of go through those. Um, like apparently we, we've talked about it before of like how to prepare for con or like what to bring to con I guess uh, but like how do you guys sort of prepare not going right into con like preparing the week before but preparing like maybe the months before I guess also that could involve like preparing things like hotel rooms and travel and figuring all that stuff out do you like wait till the last minute to figure it out or do you do that stuff as far in advance as you can or like and that's also becomes another trope that uh, always being brought up is like the pre-con rush of like when people are putting stuff off and then they get to the week before con and then they panic and like cram as much stuff in as they can because they don't uh, plan ahead or like try and get stuff done or like work on stuff or else they work on too many stuff. And yeah, so on too many stuff. <laughs> Yes, the grammar. grammar. Take grammar. grammar. On, on too many, too many things. That's my, that's my questions and thoughts. Because like my, my preparation for con is always just like start figuring out what props I need, then start making those and go from there. And it, it always either going to con or coming back from con are my two kind of really chunks of time where I'm like heavy into doing prop stuff because like. It's the build-up where I want to make all my props and get as much time into them as I can. And then I come back from con after seeing a whole bunch of props and ideas, and then I'm just full of ideas, and then I just want to execute those as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. But After you recover. <laughs> yeah, I just go right into it. There is no recovery. Yeah, for, for Tyler and me, I think that kind of building props is more of a therapeutic thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Painting. Like there, There's no time that there's any real restriction on that. It's like, I enjoy this, so I shall do it. You get you get sucked into it. This is like you're trying to. It's like when you're playing a video game. And you're like one more, one more, one more. 
and then you it's that working on a prop it's like i could stand a little bit more i could work on this a little bit more okay that's gloom well I mean, that means i can work on this part right now well that's gloom and then that part goes and you're like okay this is done gluing it's dried now i can work on it a little bit more now and okay. then it's three in the morning and you're like oh i've been working I've been sitting in this one spot with my legs benched over, working on this little part, just kind of enveloped into it. And then you realize you put it down, and you like just did a whole big chunk, and you sit back just to uh, take it in uh, to a um, what, what would be the correct words? Um, you just uh, yeah, you just kind of envelop into it, mm -hmm. take a breather. And then you realize you haven't moved from this spot and your legs are cramped and you haven't eaten in a while and you're hungry. And you're like... And it's 2.30 oh, in the morning. Yeah, and it's yep. like 2.30 in the morning. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What do you... What do you... Uh, to, do you guys have any, like, kind of different ideas of, like, how you kind of prepare for con in the... Uh, Long term, I guess. Yeah, that's that's the best way to do it. Because we've talked about kind of short term, like getting right into con, like it's next week. But this is like the long term kind of preparing. Yeah, I mean, for me, I really start my con prep almost a whole year in advance. The way that I work, I really need to make sure that I'm locking out my days off and all that. So as soon as I know when a convention is happening the following year, I will... And this is going to sound a little bit weird here. Uh, I'm a Hotels.com guy when it comes to my booking stuff. That's I know sometimes you can get... Yeah, well, and you can sometimes get a better deal through, like, the convention websites and whatnot. But by the time they open, there's already a lot of people that are waiting for it. And you can end up missing out on a good hotel room deal in the meantime. Mm -hmm. So as soon as they go and do any sort of, like, $50 off event or something like that, I'll actually go and book a room. Uh, and just go and choose to pay at hotels so it doesn't cost me anything in the immediate term. And I'll still go and shop around to see if anything else goes and pops up. It's been rare for the kind of hotel that we like to stay in that I found a better deal through a convention website or anything like that. So mm -hmm. it's rare that I've needed to cancel that thing. But I really do take advantage of free cancellation uh, deals through those kind of websites. Because it's like, okay, there's no penalty to me if I cancel it, you know, before this thing uh, gets started. So I kind of start there. And I really try to figure out who I'm going to be rooming with first. I like to take care of the financial aspects of preparing for con ahead of time. Just kind of figure out, okay, what's it going to cost to do this? How many people will I need to go and take care of this? Then once I'm done with the hotel part... Because I do believe that having a home base is the most important fixture of going to a convention, whether it's a Comic-Con or an anime convention, any of those kind of things. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a place to sleep, nothing else really should go and come first. I don't know if you guys agree with that, but that's... Oh, I'd, yeah, I kind of agree on you with that. Like For me and Tyler, of course, since we have to travel so much further than most... Mm -hmm. um, well, the, this is also probably common for a couple other people as well. But we... Like, the very first year we ever went to con, we drove. Mm -hmm. It took us a day and a half. <laughs> like we 20... really didn't prepare for that. Well, we did. We, so we, taught, we planned and we did everything for over a year. Almost six months, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Because we were having, like, meetings every so often. We were Once having... a week. Yeah, Saturday, uh, Wednesday meeting. Wednesday pub. meeting at Boston Pizza. Uh, it was first year. It was actually at the Fox and Hounds. Yeah, it was. I remember that now. 
and then we would plan everything out and then everything we'd figure it all out and then we're like okay maybe we should fly because because what was it what was what did we find out um that the amount of money that we spent on gas that year would have and with everything would have cost about the same amount as as a plane ticket maybe i think, I think so um i recall you guys telling me that before so i'm tempted to believe it <laughs> Yeah, but I'm thinking back now. I'm, I'm just, it was a while ago, and like all the numbers are pretty hazy now. So I feel like um, I think I think what hit us was the fact that we spent as so much as, as much money on parking. I think that's what it was. Oh, that's probably that would do it. That would do it easily. But yeah, so we were like, okay, let's see, what should we do? And so the next year, we flew f- through Denver to just to SeaTac. And we're like, okay, so what should we do? Did we fly through Denver? Did we? We had to. Ah. Because we threw, th- we flew through Delta. That <laughs> is one of their big hubs. I remember it was it was a real hassle flying through there. It was because that it was also a very expensive. It was over just over a grand just for the flight tickets. It was like six hundred dollars yeah. in 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 one do, one way. So, it's well, still six hundred dollars now in one way. No, it's both ways. Three hundred in one way. Yeah, yeah. it's three hundred one way. <laughs> Shit, yeah, just flying to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then so. the year after that, we heard it was like. We heard. I heard from a family friend. He's like, "Why don't you take the? Why don't you fly to Vancouver and take the and take the train?" Yeah, like, the train. <laughs> I forgot the. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot the." I forgot we're not in the Wild West anymore. There's no trains anymore. <laughs> oh no! It's just that the fact that out here, when we think passenger train, we think I. I only know of one. Well, it, uh, yeah, it's all the same thing. Um, there aren't very many passenger trains anymore. Like getting from here to Vancouver on a train is, I don't. It's a four day journey. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty impractical. You don't really go on trains to get places anymore. You go on trains to enjoy a journey. Um, Unless it's a high speed train. We don't really have those here, though. But we don't have those at all. Yeah, and then when you have that, then that's more of like a high speed train, but that's more um, considered. I would be closer to like what you would consider a subway or because like you go to you go to Vancouver and they have the sky train and that's only like 15 minutes to get around wherever. So it's pretty easy to get around the city in the sky train. Um, but then once you get any kind of distance like that, it just becomes. Yeah, it just takes too long, it just takes way too long. And then. Train tickets, I think those train tickets aren't any really cheaper. I think I looked them up one time and it was it was like just became impractical. Because it was long and still was pretty expensive. Yeah, I think so. But yeah. I didn't know um, until I was about eighteen I could have ridden on the train for free. Because my dad worked for the CN, so he had passes on anything that went on CN lines, which is what the uh, oh, what the hell's the one here? Um, Via Rail? Is it Via Rail here? Might be. Yeah. 
I think so. Yeah, so basically he gets, since he worked for the railroad, he could go on train rides for free, which was actually quite quite a bit of savings because trains are still pretty expensive. The, the, the ones from, like, that are kind of from one place to another, like it is here, uh, but, like, because of the train we take from Vancouver down to Portland is that's all it ever does is it goes from Vancouver to Portland, back up to Vancouver, down to Portland. It just goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It is closer to, um, it's not, not as, uh, uh, like, like a lot of trains, train tracks are more variety is what gets them. So they're one point to another point and then a bunch of different trains can run on that, but then they got to have scheduling and timing to make sure those trains don't run into the other trains. But with, the uh, one, the uh, Amtrak that runs from um, from uh, Vancouver down to uh, Portland, it's mostly on its own track. It does get mixed well. There's up two trains track. on that. There's from what I hear, there's not very many trains that take that route. Other yeah, than, that's the point. Yeah, it's, other it's than like, its own company, <laughs> like yeah. the company itself is one of the few. Yeah, it's it's got its own like own track. It does uh, mix up with some other tracks, but that's like kind of around the border, and so you do get some. You can sit at the border for a little bit if a, another train passes through there, but after that, you're just you're constantly moving. You're not sit, uh, sitting still or anything. So it's it's a train designed to do kind of the one path back and forth, and there's really no variance on that track whatsoever or in the train car itself so when you get rid of kind of those variations then it becomes more efficient so mm-hmm. you can either make something really efficient and but then it can only do that one thing really efficiently or you can have it do multiple things but then each one of those things it's not as efficient as a job that just focuses on it's the jack of all trades master of none or master of one and then do anything else so yeah uh, well, we're talking about trains now why, why are you in that i don't I'm know I'm, I'm always confused whenever you guys start talking about the choo-choos you don't know but, anything about trains is trains not a thing over there do you not have trains no we have trains the problem is the way that they're run is just so inefficient and the way the road li- or the rail lines are set up it's like they never go anywhere anybody wants unless it's in like three major cities. Yeah. The prairies the prairies were kind of built on the railroad, so you you just kinda of know a lot about them. Even, I wonder. I wonder if I could ask someone random if they could answer questions about trains, but Yeah, yeah, no, because the, the prairies, yeah, they're pretty much built on the railroad. The railroad just went through it. And then they'd have stops, and then those stops would then develop towns and cities. So a majority of our towns and cities came from uh, the railroad. Like there's the, oh, we've talked about this before, haven't we? The alphabet. Yeah. Uh, so it's like going down the railroad, the towns are all alphabetical because they're named after, um, named after conductors. So you'll go through A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Uh, some of them aren't around anymore, so you'll start skipping letters. But one day it was once alphabet. Alphabet uh, only. Yeah. yeah. Random so, Canadian fact. Take a drink. Yeah, take a drink. 
Take a drink. Take two uh, drinks. He did it. Oh. Yep. Way to way to squirrel that one in there. <laughs> I thought I thought we, I think we've talked about that before. We we have we we've uh, not at horrible length, but we've we've spent some time talking about that. But yeah, did it, uh, did it be a random Canadian fact, or should it be even worse when it's a random Saskatchewan fact? No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, just random Canadian Saskatchewan fact. Yeah. Okay. But in any case, though, though, um, yes, back to the question at hand, back to the question at hand, though, we try and get everything booked as like back when we used to have our own hotel room before we started buddying up with, uh, with Robert is that we tried to get ours booked at least four or five months in advance. Hmm. Usually, you know, yeah. Like, and even then that one time we didn't, we, cause we, Sometimes we'll book in December or January is usually when we book our hotel rooms or and our flights usually. And usually like we get a decent room or like except for one year where we but we boned up and realized, oh crap, we kinda need to have a we need help. <laughs> so Yeah, what the hell happened that year? Um, we tried looking for hotel rooms and they were all booked. Oh, we did it late. Mm-hmm. No, we did it in January in that particular year. Everybody had already booked by that point. Wow. So the Sheraton had, the Sheraton had booked up the, like almost every hotel in the surrounding area had been booked clean. And that's what instigated the Rob help us. And then Rob was like, I found a place. It's and over here. It's, it's, it's a, a place. Go here. And then that turned out to be the nicest hotel room we've ever fucking been in. <laughs> that was a nice hotel room. You're welcome. I, I would stay there again. Mm-hmm. It is I'm, definitely. Man, I'm supposed to. I wanted to check out the. Uh, um, check out the. They have a steam room. And Dex, we were talking with Dex. I was talking with Dex. And I was talking about this fancy, this, the fanciest uh, uh, sauna he's ever been in when that they use. They don't use like the hot wood, like the kind of a uh, Swedish sauna they used. It was a steam room. Mm-hmm. So it was all white tile and they had a whole bunch of pipes everywhere and it blew steam in. So basically you walk up to it. It was a glass. Uh, one of the walls was glass, but you couldn't tell it was glass because it was such a thick steam in the room. They walk up to it and realize it was glass and it wasn't just a white wall. It was just the room was filled with steam, and you open the yeah. door, and then you walk in there. And the willows have something this. very similar to that. Yeah, he was talking about that, and I was like, "Oh, where is that?" And I was like, "At this hotel." I was like, "That sounds familiar." I think that's the hotel we stayed. I was like, "No, no, no, this is a really fancy hotel." I'm like, "Did the lobby look like this?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, it did." I was like, "Yeah, totally stay at the hotel room. The bathrooms were like this." And he was like, "Yes, that is what the bathrooms were like because the bathrooms were very big." marble floor had one wall that was in entirely made of mirrors so that you could watch yourself while you're pooping and man that is that is something everyone should experience at least once <laughs> you, just, you just gotta look at like a full-length mirror and watch yourself poop you just you realize who you are as a human being ladies and gentlemen tyler um you think you know what you look like pooping and then you see yourself pooping you're like oh that's what I look like when I'm pooping. Huh. So, yeah. If you if, just, I don't know, go buy a full-length mirror and just set up in your bathroom. Just do it. Endorsed by me. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Um, shit, we got off topic again. What was that? That was hotels. Hotels. Yes, booking hotels. I booked. I didn't book my hotel. That's all up to Rob now. Because of that situation, Rob well, was now like, it is. Just stay with. Yeah, after just stay that with one, us. Was, yeah. Rob decided, like, just do that. And you're like, okay, that's fair. We'll do that now. So Yeah. Do you remember that, Rob? It was like, you were like, yeah, you're, you're staying with me from now on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it was just like, I can't trust you guys to go and be okay on your own. You, you, you guys have just been adopted. Come with me. Come with me. You, yeah, pretty much. Well, now we just need someone to do the airplane tickets now. Uh, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> now, I, I've gotten better. <laughs> I don't know. I just do my own airplane ticket now. <laughs> Just yeah. that's what it's become too. I think it's also the fact that that way you don't have to sit next to me. That's true. Winning. Buying the first, the premium class, which because is more like I'm going to spend my money on a plane ticket once a year. I'm going to spend two hundred extra bucks just to get the front seat and get legroom. Yeah, legroom, and then you that carry-on that I was gonna pay forty bucks for, twenty bucks for, is already paid for. So, and then you get depending on the flight, if it's over an hour, get a free drink and free food, which we don't ever get because we it's not longer than an hour. No, well that's why like that makes me wanna like if I go to Edmonton, it is. If I go from here to Edmonton to Vancouver, it's over an hour. Like, just over an hour. If I go through Calgary, it's just under an hour. So it's but, now but, made me want to... But the, but the thing is, though, if we if you take a direct flight, you're taking the direct flight, like, then it's going to be it's gonna be over an hour. But usually, it shouldn't count, though, if you're like, okay, go from here to here to here. Like, that's still multiple stops, though. So it we, wouldn't count, uh, wouldn't it? No, because the flight from here to Edmonton is just over an hour, where the flight from here to Calgary is just under an hour. No, nah, I thought they were both about 45 minutes. No, they're different. Uh, trust me, I, I just went to this last last year because I was upset that like one flight was right and one flight was wrong. So I was like, oh, I'm going to get my free beverage. And like, nope, you don't get it. I'm like, why not? Because this one's this and this one's this. And they're just slightly different by fucking like 10 minutes or 15 minutes. So they're they're close, but they're different. And then the flight from, or maybe it's the other way around. Maybe it's the flight from Edmonton to Vancouver is longer. Flight from Calgary to Edmonton or to Calgary to Vancouver is just under an hour. Hmm. Either way, one of them's one of them's Edmonton is slightly longer. It's a longer yeah. flight, but then that means I get free stuff. And I'm thinking we should probably get business class next time we go on the train. Oh, I don't know. Uh, stop more caring. leg room. More leg I, room. I guess I don't know what the business class is like. I haven't. I still haven't bought my train ticket yet. Yeah, good luck with that. Because <laughs> I'm usually the one that buys them. So <laughs> I don't know. I was, no, I bought them last year. No, I bought all the point train tickets last year. I you paid for them. No, no, I bought the train tickets last year. Did you? Or I bought them the other years. Because you bought the plane ticket, so I bought the pl- right, train ticket. Right, right, right. Vice versa. So I've I've done it before, but since I started buying my own plane ticket, I started buying my own train ticket too. Because it doesn't matter when you buy them, because 
No, we we, we were both in the same room when you booked your ticket with the the, the uh, train tickets because you needed my passport. Mm, right. I would have needed your passport. Ah, oh, okay, whatever. But anyways, it doesn't really matter. Um, but but all like in all, though, we... Ch- when, like, the way, the same with the plane, when you go to the train, you basically walk up to the conductor at the big front before you even... Uh, before you even get on the train and they don't they don't have they don't have, they don't have your seats already assigned you basically walk up there and then they give you assigned seats so if you're they ask all, what class they look to see what class you're in and then you they pick from there yeah and so when you're walking at the same time you just you just pick the three seats that are in the next line and they're normally right beside each other and then you're good mm-hmm. so yeah but that's yeah, that's preparing for con, I guess. That's the long haul for con. Well, for us, just because we have to worry about... We have a long bit, travel. Yeah. We have longer travel than most. Yeah, our, we take about uh, three quarters of a day worth of travel, I think. Or more. We, we take the plane to Vancouver. We spend the night in Vancouver. We take the train to Seattle. And get there at noon. <laughs> then, yeah. Six in the morning till... Eleven. Eleven. It's a long train ride. It is. What about you, Rob? What's your what's your <laughs> do you have anything to add to that? Or do you just go, Oh, I, I, I get off work and then I drive there? Um kind of. Yeah, that pretty much goes and covers it for transportation for me, although um <laughs> This last year and this year, I'm just taking the whole day off. Uh, last year, I still didn't get there as early as I wanted because of other circumstances. But this year, hopefully, that won't be the case. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's what's your biggest con like that you would normally go to that you like fully prepare for? That that I fully prepare for. Ah, that's where it's kind of tough right there because based on attendance numbers it would have to be SoccerCon but I would go and say PAX is the more prestigious convention but it's also less cosplay friendly so it's like I that's where it's a little tough I did do AX for a while there and that would have been the biggest one but eh, I can't be honest I'm not a huge fan of AX Yeah, for whatever that's worth. Probably got some hate Just because it's just... Uh, How do I put this? Um... It's not that there's anything wrong with AX. It's just, it feels a lot less personal. Um, It kind of... It feels like a comic con rather than an anime convention. Mm. Like there's just so many people there, and the environment and the way that's managed, it just feels very cold com- by comparison. And it's not to say there's anything wrong with that. I mean, we know a lot of people prefer the comic con vibe to uh, the anime convention by bi- our vibe. It's just, it just doesn't feel the same for me, I guess is really what it comes down to. Because even something like PAX, which is very much corporate, you know, it's an exhibition of sorts, that still feels... It still feels inviting. It still has that, oh, hey, come 
check out what we're going to do and over here sort of vibe. But um, I, this is neither here nor there. I mean, that's that's me talking about my AX experiences. That that doesn't do any good. Yeah, you know, it's just yeah. your opinion of like what you yeah. exactly. Yeah, I know plenty of people that love AX, and it's a fine convention. It's just eh, I stopped going for a reason. It's just not for me. It's not my speed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it would be either SakuraCon or PAX in terms of the ones that I really have to go and put effort into. What about ECC? For. Uh, you know, I've done that twice, and I've enjoyed that convention, but I'll be honest, Emerald City has been the least, well, eh. it's been consistently the least cosplay-friendly convention that I've gone to. Oh, yeah? And here's the problem with Emerald City Comic Con when it comes to that. Like, they acknowledge that's a thing, and that's the reason why you do have things like cosplay contests and whatnot. But as far as on-the-floor cosplays are concerned, they're all about the bottom dollar. It's about making sure that the vendors don't go and complain to management about people blocking up the hallways and whatnot, and that's what their primary focus is. The Washington State Convention Center is not a terribly well-laid-out one for something like an Emerald City Comic Con, or even, for that matter, something like what PAX has become, because every inch of space is being utilized, and there is such a strictness that comes along with fire code and keeping pathways clear and they're trying to optimize all that space and make sure it's completely full and cosplayers kind of get the bum rush on that because if somebody asks for a picture it becomes very difficult because they really don't want any pictures taken on the actual convention floor like they want you outside if any pictures are going to be taken it's a little bit of a different experience there and I will say, you can get around that. I mean, part of it's more in good con etiquette uh, that'll keep you from finding yourself in that position. But it's still something you got to be really careful about. And you always feel like somebody's watching you over your shoulders. So um, that's one I just kind of stopped doing because I'm not, I'm ultimate, I'm not huge into the Comic Con scene because I don't really do. Um, and I hate using this terminology, but I feel like this is the only way it gets communicated properly. I don't do a lot of the idol worship stuff. You know, I go and see, oh, the stars of this show or movie are going to be there. It's like, that's cool. No, I'm not going to pay money to go and meet them and have my picture taken with them. It's like, I'm not going to mean anything to their life, and they're really not going to mean anything to me in a couple of years. It's like, that stuff just doesn't... Yeah, that stuff doesn't... really relate to that. Because, like, I know... uh, when we have conventions here, like uh, uh, Expo, uh, my friend Nevin is always uh, we're wanting to see like who's going, who he can go meet and such. And then when he always talk about that, like I always think to myself, it never crosses my mind what guests are going to be at the convention because I probably won't go and see the guests anyways because I kind of go to conventions to dress up and walk around and be in costume. That's it's what I go for. And so that's always been a thing that when like I'm going I say I'm going to a convention. Another friend also Chris was also doing that too. Where it's like, I'm going to a convention. And it's like, oh, who's gonna be there? I'm like, I have no idea. I never looked it up and had really no mind to worry about that. Um and then I hear about who is going there, I'm like, Oh, that's there. It's like, Oh, you cosplay that character and you're gonna be there in that character. Can you get them sign something for you? I'm like not really. <laughs> like, could, but, nah. So, yeah. yeah. 
I don't know. I, I agree with you on that one. It's just like people do go and want to go to the cons to see people, uh, see uh, guests, but like that's never been the thing that I've gone there for. Like I can understand, like for example, like I can kind of understand it in a in a way. Like for example, um, like um, Stan Lee, for example. I was like Stan Lee, one of the most famous iconic character people when it comes to superheroes. Had his last appear last uh, con, I think last year or his last appearance or something like that and a lot of people went to Edmonton or went to to uh Edmonton Edmonton the Edmonton convention to specifically go see him because that's why he was there mm-hmm. but i don't know like i don't <clears throat> hell i know a couple of people that went and got got like tattoos and done of his signature because it was going to be his last appearance and stuff like that yeah and and that's just it that's something that just doesn't do it for me that's yeah. And that's part of the reason why Comic-Con just doesn't do it for me. It's like, I try to live a pretty humble life. I don't go out and buy a lot of stuff, and I just... I could go and put $100 into going and meeting somebody and shaking their hand and getting a picture with them, or I could put $100 towards a nice vacation, or, you know, my retirement fund, or something like that. It's like... Buy your retirement fund. Buy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Rob's an old man. I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm just I'm that guy. But you're two years older than me and Tyler. Shut up about your age. Just <laughs> <laughs> three. I thought it was two. He was twenty eight. Nope. Twenty nine. Barely. Yeah. Ba- barely? Did you say barely? Barely. Barely 29. When's your birthday again? November. Oh. Uh, even 29 for, like, not that long, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're, like, you're the same age as my sister. Mm-hmm. How does it make you feel? Old. We could be related or something. I don't know. You and I could be related, and that's what scares me. Ah, no, we're not. Oh, no, I... No, mm, I do have relatives over there, though. But, like, they're they're in Canada. Not, I don't want to think about this potential implication. <laughs> We're not going there. We are nah. not touching this one. Nah. Yeah. It's fine. Don't worry about it. You worry too much. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyway. Um, so, yeah, when it comes to my prep, I mean, the travel side of things... Honestly, the only thing I really worry about around here is the weather and what kind of crap I'm going to run on or run into on I-5 on the way to Seattle. Because I talked about the road situation around here and on how ineffective the Washington State Department of Transportation is. That's what I have to deal with there. But for me, when it comes to actual prep, um, you know, the hotel have to worry about good taxis. (laughs) Yeah, that's part of it. Yeah, no. So for. For convention prep, you know, I talked about the hotel side of things because that until I have that worked out, I just cannot mentally get myself beyond that. Like, even though I can't go and book most of the time the hotel a whole year in advance because most of the websites won't let you do that because they don't have pricing from the hotels yet or anything like that. Yeah. And even if you call the hotels, they usually won't let you unless it's like a convention. 
Yeah, exactly. And even then, it's it's sometimes difficult with that kind of stuff. So until that happens, I really can't focus on anything else. I will sometimes start working on props and things like that ahead of time. But that's something that I just build props for fun. A lot of times I build a prop first and then a costume comes second. It's like, oh, I want to do this. And I make it. And that's like, you know what? I'm proud of this. I want to show it off. I'm going to make this costume. That has happened so many times. Although, for the record, I'm not doing that with Maui. I just want to make that point right now. Some people are going to be seeing a big fish hook coming soon, and it's like, uh, no, I'm, I'm not. I, I can't. I, yeah, no I, saw, I was looking at the fish hook, and I was thinking, man, that'd be fun to make. So, I'm, I'm yeah. very much enjoying myself right now. <laughs> No, but that's uh, that's my hobby project. That's something I'm not putting a ton of time into right now. So, uh, but that's a neither here nor there thing. Once the hotel is booked from there, I do try to go and work out what I'm going to do for con. Uh, and a lot of times it does revolve around, okay, do I have a costume that I need to do? Are there any chess commitments that I need to go and do? So, I mean... It, these guys here will tell you, I mean, when we go and coordinate something like that, it's generally a year out. We've pretty much committed ourselves. This year being a little bit different, but we kind of come up with our idea and we just prepare around that. I focus on commitments first. Mm-hmm. And then there's the for me time stuff, which the last couple of years I really haven't been able to do. And I'm so happy I'm going to be able to this year. It's like, hey, I actually have a little bit of time and money to go and finish making a costume for myself. Yay. And I'll be throwing fire out in the courtyard and hope the police don't find me. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't tell anybody, people. Please, please don't. I, I don't need to be turned in. Too late. Snitches get burns. Remember that. I will get out. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I've been saying that recently. It's snitches get stitches. But yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, snitch, snitches snitches get will burned. get lit on fire. <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. I've got rings, people. I've got rings. Congrats. There's your teaser. There's your teaser. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, commitments first, then figuring out what I want to do just for kicks. And from there, I actually start building. And I'll generally start with the props first, because when it comes to costumes, I'll admit I am not the most gifted person. I'm one of those guys that will either buy or get a talented friend to go and you know build most of that stuff for me. I like doing armor and things like that, but... Uh, there's definitely limits to what my ability is. I'm getting better every year, but I'm still limited. So that's it's uh, kind of the way I work, honestly. I just kind of focus on how I need to prioritize it out, and I focus on getting anything that needs to get done for something like cosplay chess first. And then after that, I'll just start <laughs> doing my own thing and work it out as I go along. So if I'm getting close to con, it's like, okay, I'm going to have a hard time getting all this finished. I might need to sacrifice one of these. I'll go and put all my effort into one and then work my way from there and hope that I get everything done in time. But I'm all about prioritizing. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, just always got, I have, I know I prior, I'd say, uh, yes, 
I understand the prioritization because that's kind of how I do my things is I'll have the project that I know has to get done and I'll start working on that one. And then there's always one kind of on the back burner that I'm slightly working on. And then if I have a third one that actually that's what I got going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> one that I, I had one that I was working on and that was supposed to be the one that was getting done, but then things changed. And so those have just been sitting off to the side and then I started working on something that really isn't important for anything, but I know I want to get it done because it's the first time I've done anything like it. So I want to get that done. So I've been kind of pushing on that. And then I've got the other one where I just like was supposed to get it done, but then things also changed again, but it's so easy and quick to get done that I know I'm just going to, I should just keep working on it because I'm going to fly through it and it'll just be done because I can, Get, make those like it's my keyblade i can make a keyblade in my sleep now so i may as well just do it and get it done because yeah i don't have to think about anything while making it i just sort of go so yeah and then like the other one which is my um my 3d printed pip boy is something that i've like never since since it, that's never the, done uh, anything like that. Yeah, it, it's completely new. Where I want to see what a finished 3D printed pit boy after I've sanded and painted and put it all together, see how it looks. Then I can kind of gauge. I can get you a. Know, are, you, are you are you are you just going to be using 3D printed material, or are you going to be adding like clay on it for certain spots, or? No, it's all it's all 3D printed. That's the thing about it is like the whole thing's been 3D printed. I don't have to use clay because. Oh, know, I know, but for like. Clay. Yeah, like how how small of a grit or um, I'm trying to remember what the word for it is Be, to prevent the lines. I'm trying to remember what that guy last time what's it called? What the grain? Thank you. Yeah. Like yeah I, I know. I know the the, the smaller you use the le, the less you the smaller the grain is, the easier it is to get rid of the sand. The easier it is to sand it away. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, uh, so with, uh, uh, basically, but it takes much longer. So this is what I've been talking about before is if I were to print it with a smaller, uh, uh, fill size filament, like right now I'm printing with 0.2 millimeters. If I were to print that with a smaller one, then I would be able to, uh, get rid of that easier because the grain would be much smaller and thus easier to deal with but time would double yeah it would take forever to do because the uh, uh, yeah just be doing uh, the layers that it's doing is half as much as I was doing before so that means it needs to cover twice as much ground and so I haven't actually tried that yet though I wanted to print something and I wanted to like alter my settings so that I could have the uh, highest possible resolution with it and see just how long that takes and if it even comes out properly or if it just doesn't look any different or I, I will tell you because I have done prints both ways on there. I actually did a sample test when I finally figured out how to do my bed leveling and got that all worked out. I went and did two builds of the same thing 
uh, one with normal resolution on there and one with the highest possible that my unit was capable of. Night okay. and day difference. Really? I mean, it, it, the, the, the quality difference was amazing, but time difference-wise on there, it definitely cost a lot more of my time to go and do it. Yeah, Because you have to pay more attention to it so that it doesn't fuck up, right? Well, it's not so much that. I mean, there's a certain amount of that when you're doing a really long build. There are concerns that can go and pop up depending on what type of build it is. But for what I was doing, I really didn't need to pay attention to it past the initial first layer just to make sure that all the settings were right on there and that it was doing a good adhesion at first. Yeah, yeah. Past that, I mean... This was, for normal resolution, it took me about three hours to go and print it out from start to finish. When okay. I did it on max resolution, it jumped up over eight hours. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it more than doubled in time to go and do it. But I will say, I don't think I could ever print the other way again, because I thought it looked good until I went and had the max resolution version done. It's on how much easier it was to sand in particular. It's like, yeah, damn, yeah. this took no effort. It took no time. The other one to get it polished up so it looked decent. I mean, that <laughs> that probably took me three times as long to go into it. Yeah, that's the thing is like I've been sanding pieces and it's taking a while to sand in general. So like if I were to just let the machine basically print it, at a high resolution, it would take longer than the machine, but then I would not be spending my man hours. It would be the machine doing it, which is I uh, basically would, I could like I was doing this for a while. I was like I'd wake up in the morning, set it up. Uh, I knew the print would take three hours, and so I would then go to work, come back, uh, check on the print, and then uh, I would set up another print and then go back to work and then come back and then i basically got two things printed that day and so if it was a high resolution that took eight hours well it takes eight hours in a work day so i could basically set it up and come home to a freshly printed piece of whatever and then the amount of time that it would take for me to go sand that down and fix would be nothing but then another thing i wanted to try is with abs they have um I want to try acetone sprayer, uh, which is basically or a mister, not a sprayer. You can put a piece. Oh, how how was it? How did John? John told me how to. He was he wanted to try it out too, and he basically you get like a rice cooker, you fill it with acetone, and you put the piece suspended above it and then it heats up the acetone and kind of mists inside of it and it just it's such a fine mist that it like because the acetone breaks down the abs but then it's such a fine mist that it just kind of uh gets rid of that basically it, it melts it down and makes it smooth over everything but since it's so fine that it only does little bits at a time uh, and so when it does mist it over and make it smooth, it gets rid of all that grain, but doesn't really deform it or anything. Huh. So I've never heard of that before. I actually have a roll of ABS coming in later, and I've got a thing of acetone. I might need to try this. Yeah, so I uh, look it up. Look it up uh, more than what I've just told you. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously it's acetone. I don't want to go and kill myself. Ah. Uh, yeah, but 
I, I think. Oh, I guess yeah. You could be turning into a mist and then get out getting here. Yeah, that'd, that'd be pretty dangerous. So yeah, don't be careful when you do that. Yeah. Uh, but that's a thing that been, people have been talking about doing. Um, it's sort of like we used to do that with. Um, say Mister, but it's a Aston Vapor. I'm looking up some stuff right now. You just have a, you heat up the acetone and it just kind of sprays it into a bucket and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Look it up. Make if you figure out some device things, then that'd be cool. But like that's another thing to basically get past it. So you would, you could print in like a kind of regular to higher resolution and then mist it so that it kind of softens it up but then I wonder is like since it's if you have something that's really detailed it would probably melt those down quite a bit so you got to be careful there yeah it's, it just always comes down to like how much time you want to spend on it is going to be the quality is like if you want it to be high quality and quick then you're going to end up spending well, a bunch of money on a really expensive machine that can do that. But if you want it to be high quality and yet it's still affordable, then you're going to be spending tons of time on it, either by um, by basically printing at a high resolution. Those are going to take forever when it's going to look nice. Or you can basically do it quick and affordably, but then it's going to be lower quality. So like print it quick and then sand it down and then only slightly sand it and then you're going to see the graininess of it. But if that doesn't bother you, then yeah. That was another thing I wanted to ask you about. Um, speaking of like 3D printing and all that, what's your opinion on? I, I, I don't know if you remember exactly what it is. It's not reverse 3D printing, it's the one where the platform moves instead of the nozzle and it's a bed, it, it's a pool of. Yes, that's still 3D printing. I just can't remember um, the actual type of 3D printing that is. They still just call it 3D printing. Yeah. Um, that that well, was the biggest style printer. Sorry. Um, is it? It's still called a 3D printer. Like there is literally a style of pr- 3D yeah, printer rather than filament based. It's I'm trying to remember what they call that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like a. And the like from what I hear, the quality is a lot better on those than it is on filament. Yes, that was the original way. So like originally before the filament, that was the, what a three D printer was. Was that? And it's like they basically shoot a laser at a vat of um, photo. A curing uh, laser, yeah. Yeah, a photo photosensitive. Um, another word for fluid, just a fluid. It, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. a fluid, viscous fluid, uh, and then when it when the uh, laser hits that spot, then it cures and becomes hard. So it's like a resin. Um, yeah. A photo. That's exactly resin. what it is. Yeah. I mean, isn't that SLA? Isn't that the type they go and describe that as? Am I remembering that wrong? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. Hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm going to check the Wikipedia on that. Hold on. Yeah. You look that up while I, while I just continue to talk. So, yeah, and it basically the bed moves down and it just shoots a laser at it and hardens the resin and then builds up that way. And since the um, I was talking with someone and that was what a 3D printer was before. They didn't really have the filament-based ones that they have now, but the filament-based ones made things a whole lot more um, uh, 
commercial? No, not commercial. What's the residentially accessible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that it's um, you can basically get in your home and start three D printing. Yeah, SLA. That's the term. Yeah. So, and that works like a glue gun. Basically, it's it's so simple um, that it just it has a filament, warms it up, becomes malleable, and just does a glue, and then you just keep. Uh, keep going at it and just add line after line after line and just uses your basic AutoCAD uh, CNC programming. Um, so, but with that, I've been starting to see some more of the gel type ones. And I think they're trying to make those more accessible too. Yeah, well, I mean, like XYZ, they go and offer one for around fifteen hundred bucks now. It's it's coming down in cost, but I don't know. This this is one of those kind of weird things where it's like I actually recognize that to be the superior technology, but I also wonder why it is that that didn't catch on the same way as filament based units did. Um, and I know part of it was initially cost, but. I don't know. I think there there's a lot of cost that goes into that kind of format. And don't get me wrong, there's cost in any one of these things, whether it be replacement parts and whatnot. But I do think accessibility really is the big determining factor because you can yes. go and pick up even before 3D printers became available, that type of, or you should say rolls of that kind of filament. You can go and pick a lot of that stuff up at hardware stores for other applications beforehand anyway. So it's more just adapting existing technologies into something that's more accessible, I think is really what changed that because SLA makes a lot of sense. I mean, from an efficiency perspective, it's huge and it can go and produce a better overall quality build, but yeah, boy, that's going to um, take a lot more effort because you don't have a universal cartridge type or anything like that that goes along with it. Oh yeah. It's, I, uh, when I ever see stuff like when they're talking about printing like medical, uh, like uh, medical parts, like even just printing new organs that are going into people, they tend to use those kinds because, yeah, they're just like a. They are just kind of better all around because of how accurate they are with the laser and then what they're made out of, and you can just. Um, they do a lot of really precise stuff with them. But yeah, with the kind of filament 3D printers where they're just more accessible. And that's the whole thing is just because something's superior, if it doesn't become accessible, it just still dies out because it doesn't have any room to kind of blossom and grow and continue. So it's it's another thing like, um, oh, I want to almost relate that to VR right now is you got to have VR is so it's still in the world of early adopters. So you got to have people out there getting it so that it hooks on so that people that don't have it want it really be able to afford it. Can I at least still even try it out and understand what it is? And then again, it hooks and then either hooks and keeps going and blows up or else it just kind of fades away and dies. Well, sort of yeah, like we, we were talking about this the other day because we also play gta online there's a group of us that do that and we were talking about that as well we were discussing the playstation vr and 
how nobody sees any of them in stores and people are starting to wonder well was it just a flop were they not able to make enough units what exactly is going on it's like right now that's slated to be the best-selling vr format i think because it is all self-contained there's no reliance on video cards and whatnot they go it just along sells so well, and, and the price is, is good from what I've heard. Exactly, because you don't need to make sure that everything else lines up with it. Like, I do believe in the long term that, I mean, this, this was already kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Oculus is going to be around for a long time because it's becoming a developer standard for non-game-related programming uh, when it comes to VR devices. But the Vive, I think, as far as gaming is concerned, will survive for a lot longer because it's already at least in my personal opinion, kind of the perfect product. Maybe the interface control isn't quite there yet, but they came up with the smartest format for the VR system, but it requires a capable video card, a good processor, yeah, you know, a computer yeah. that can go and handle the process. And that's something that, you know, the PC master race is going to be able to go and do, but that's not necessarily where I think the average gamer is. So it's kind of interesting. You go and see the PlayStation VR right now moving in a very short amount of time to go and outsell its competitors that were out on the market for three or four months ahead of time. And it's far exceeding on what anybody's expectations were. I mean, even the guy that's in charge of the project went and said, oh, we have the intention of selling a million units in its first year. And it's like, <laughs> we, we might outsell that. God, that was, that was an artificial number for the stockholders. Oh, this is weird. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, no, I'd say, I don't know, with the Oculus, I, I'm hearing so much, uh, so much, um, gee, uh, what the words I'm going for, uh, both positive and negative talk about it, mm -hmm. um, not slander, what's, what's the, what's the word for, uh, something when you're talking about when it's both good and positive press about it where um like the people like it but then people hated it and then people are, are still on the board of it and then i think the last the latest one i saw was people talking about um oculus being stolen or something from somewhere else and there's always the uh, oh what it was is that I think the the Oculus programming or something on the lines the create the CEO of the company took uh, files from his, the company he used to work with and he used them to create the the Oculus. I think, unless this is a different company that I'm thinking of, I, but he used the programming files and he used the the specs from this other product or something that was it had been in development but failed or something along those lines and then he took those files he made a copy of them and he took them with him when he left the company and he made his own based around those files i i don't know so much of this stuff i i, I take i've taken it with a grain of salt yeah yeah I, I don't know the the oculus is kind of a weird thing because we knew about it years ago. We've seen it develop into the actual available product that it is now. And a lot of developers are using this for outside development. I mean, this is not just about video games, which I think is where a lot of us kind of go to because it's the most immediate thing that we talk about. 
but you're mm-hmm. going and seeing a lot of healthcare professionals that are going and developing uh, surgery techniques. Exactly. Yeah. Interfaces, being able to go and do, uh, you know, testing without an actual either human body involved or going and having a, you know, replica model to go and work off of. You see it for that kind of stuff. Making cheaper for training. Making training even cheaper, yeah. Yeah, you see see that kind of stuff that's being developed now for uh, aircraft pilots, for training with that kind of stuff. Oculus has become the standard for that because they made it a very easy-to-work-with developer kit. And I think that everybody was rooting for it until Facebook purchased it. Cause it seemed yeah. like in the same breath, everybody changed their opinion of it. It was like, guys, that's not taking away from what we're looking at here. This is still an amazing piece of hardware. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we went and saw HTC go and announce the Vive, and it's like, Whoa, this, this is a really cool piece of hardware. And they developed it around gaming specific. Yeah. And it's done yep. very well for that. And for that, Definitely. it is by far the superior system across you know all three versions that we talked about here playstation vr oculus and you know the vive it's like that was the one with a single purpose that they managed to figure out ways to use it for other things because people have found a lot of ways to back hack or go and get support for things that were oculus exclusive originally yes yeah, there is not- yeah the oculus the, what was it? it's called like for the vive for example the yeah, for the yeah, yeah the, the revive. revive. So basically, again, because that's the one where super hot. Su- yeah, super heat. Uh, the super hot. The, the super hot hack. No, 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 no. Super hot's a game, Cole. Yeah, uh, I know it is. I know, but that's what uh, the game that a lot of people talk about. I was like, I want to play it on the yeah. Vive. Because but, it became an Oculus exclusive, but then people mm-hmm. with Revive were able to break it and then play it on Vive. Because I'm always for Vive. I've got a Vive, and <laughs> I think it works wonderfully. Um, but yeah, you have to have the superior computer and it's, it's a hundred percent like gaming base. Cause it's backed by, uh, steam by, um, valve and it's all valve supportive. So basically where all your computer games are going to be are in steam and it was built by HTC and HTC builds a lot of phones, but I've always liked their phones. And so I'm... But I'm pretty biased for it because I'm biased by HTC and I'm biased for Steam. So, exactly, I and I, say, uh, yeah, it's it's like it's the one that feels like it's meant for gaming because it Oculus, is. Yeah, the, where the Oculus I've always felt has been has always had a lot of shots taken on it. Yeah, I know. Even if those are like false shots those false shots have still swayed my opinion a little bit. Uh, I have to admit, though, the Oculus controllers look in, look like kind of cool, if you ask me. I I, I would agree with that, it. but I think they did that because of the a Vive. Because yeah. that was not something they were intending it for. But, I mean, I hate to be this way, because I think gamers really made the Oculus what it is today. But that's never really been their primary focus, and that's like yeah, because that, the game was I, literally the 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 Oculus was literally hacked to be able to be used in video games. Kinda, a lot of people yeah. hacked video games so that they were able to make turn them into what they what they see now. 
they did a lot of stuff before Facebook got a hold of them. They did a lot of stuff. Like I originally saw it. I saw the generation one prototype of the Oculus at PAX and there wasn't an actual game attached to it. It was just a technical demo, but they really did work that thing through. This was just kind of an interesting form of viral marketing because they were using gamers to spread the word about this technology. So I think it was just a really smart way that they were trying to approach it. I don't think that there really was an intention of partnering with developers at any point to make that into a solid gaming system. But I think there was always that interest in keeping the door open. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I it's just... Having seen it firsthand and seen the development, because I saw or I tried the Generation One prototype, and oh god, the headaches I got! Generation Two One, no more headaches, and it just felt more intuitive. It felt like it was actually tracking where I was looking; like it felt more immersive with the technical demo that I was playing through. And then the last time I tried one, which was a couple of months before the actual release of it last year, it just felt more developed and there was actually a real game that I was playing attached to it. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of an interesting way that it's developed, but yeah, I don't think, I think that if steam had, I should say if valve hadn't shown interest in virtual reality as a gaming platform, if Sony hadn't talked about, um, God, I'm trying to remember what the name of their project title was, uh, project Morpheus. There we go. If they hadn't been talking about that, I don't think that, we would see the Oculus at all as a gaming system. It would just be the developer standard for VR programs. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Not that that really matters to what we're talking about. Oh my God, we are the worst staying on subject. Oh my God. Uh, the other sub- uh, second subject, two subjects yeah. done. Yeah. We're still yeah. talking about the, but anyway, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, no, we've, uh, we've given up on the first subject. We're, t- we're talking uh, about... We're actually on the third subject, because we're talking about 3D printing. I guess 3D yes. printing could have been part of the first subject, because that was part of props. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Technology. There's lots of new tech. We live in the future right now, guys. Yeah. We have things that can make stuff for us. We have holodecks. We have... Uh, what the hell? What's the Star Trek thing for that just creates matter? <laughs> I don't think it actually had a name, did it? I, I don't remember it having a name, to be honest, but you know, I'm also not the biggest Trekkie, so... Yeah, yeah, me neither. So, what are we talking about? Uh, did Star Trek, the thing that makes things... Oh, the replicator. There you go. Replicator. Yep. That's it. So they have replicators. We got replicators now. We have virtual... We have holodecks in our minds. Uh, we have cellular devices that have the entire information of everything on them. I could talk to people on the opposite side of the planet from anywhere on the planet. We live in the future, guys. We do. We do. Gene Roddenberry was wrong. It didn't take 200 years. We have, there's about 500 miles between the three of us. No, there's not. I can see you from across the room. That's right. Uh, Yeah, good point. We come to the void, Cole. We come to the void. On the day-to-day experience, yes. But not now. Not now. I can see you right there. Yeah, I know. Right there. I am... I am throwing a peach at you. Ow! Dude, that wasn't even ripe. <laughs> wasn't even a peach. <laughs> Just a crudely painted rock. <laughs> and the problem is it wasn't crudely painted like a peach. So, well, then 
do do we feel do we feel comfortable with what we've talked about today? I, we, I feel comfortable with what we've talked about. In fact, I feel extremely uncomfortable with what we've talked about. You know what oh. that means? Time to head out. No, oh, it's time for upcoming conventions with Cole. Oh boy, that's a thing still. That's right. All right, it is time for the anime conventions of the weekend. And if you, of course, are attending any of these conventions this coming weekend, make sure you, of as always, be safe, have fun, and as always, follow the eleven rules of con. So let's get started. First, we have A and G Con in Cincinnati, Ohio. Amaga Con in Icon, uh, South Carolina. Anime Anime Blaze was going to be held this weekend in Atlanta, Georgia, but unfortunately that was canceled. Uh, Bishuan Con in Warwick, Richmond. I don't even know where that or where RI is. Rhode Island. Oh, it is Rhode Island. Derp. I'm 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 stupid. Uh, Free Con in Tallahassee, Florida. We have Genericon. In Troy, New York, generic con. Okay, we talked about that one before. I, I think remember we have, that one. <laughs> I think we have talked about this one before. We have Made in China in Brussels, Belgium. Apparently, chocolate. All the chocolate from Belgium is made in Asia. Okay. Um, Mina, um, con in Southampton, UK. Omni FanCon Expo in Orlando, Florida. Triad Anime Convention in Greensboro, New, uh, North Carolina. Excuse me. We have Rycon Spring in Glasgow, UK. The TNT GT in Mexico City, Mexico. Alcon in Hobart, Tallis, Australia. Madman Anime, uh, Madman Anime Festival in Perth, Australia. And Mer- most. Murfreesboro Anime and Comic Con in Mosferobon, Tennessee. As well, we also Tenshi Masuri was going to be held in Queens, New York, but unfortunately that was canceled as well. Moving over to the anime to the convention uh, Comic Cons, we have the Omni Expo Four in Orlando, Florida. Something that's kind of interesting for me for the rest of us is Mighty to Mega Power Ranger Cruise. Cruise. I, yes, a cruise. Where let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten uh Power Rangers uh and villains uh from the series from about ten different series, all or nine different series, sorry, come together and uh and have and and uh, have and join up with fans, and they have a cruise for three days. Hmm, sounds kind of fun. So wish I was there. Considering Lord Zed is uh, Robert, Axel, Robert Axelrod, who is Lord Zed and Finster, is going to be there. Already got my helmet signed by him. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh huh. Yep. And best guest Hoot- Khan ever had, other mm-hmm. than Johnny Young Bosch. Mm-hmm. That's cool. a statement. All right, UltraCon Super Toy Show in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Classic Toy and Comic Expo in Parkers, uh, Parkersburg, uh, Wyoming. I think that's WV. I have no idea where WV is. West v is. Virginia. It is West Virginia. Mountain home. 
Magic. Take me home. And then anime and Comic Con, which I already talked about. Um, Infinity Toy and Comic Con out of Orlando, Florida. So once again, if you are taking are going to be attending any of these cons, make sure you stay safe, have fun, and as always, follow the ten rules of con. Eleven. Eleven rules. Eleven. Of con. Eleven rules of con. Yes, you're very, very right. That. With that, rolling us out from there, knowing your cons, what's going to happen? I'd like to. I'd like to thank, thank all of you so much for joining us, talking to us about con and pre-con and props and 3D printing and VR and that kind of stuff in general. So, I thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, I'd say check us out on iTunes and help us out by giving us a five-star review. Uh, don't forget about the Legacy Archive. Are we still posting to SoundCloud? We are still posting the SoundCloud, yes. Uh, we are on YouTube. We're still posting on YouTube? We are still posting on YouTube. We had yeah. some issues with that, with some license stuff. It has been resolved, so be caught up again very shortly. Okay, okay. Um, I'd also have to say uh, we also have other stuff on there. We might be streaming a bunch of more stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, check out Twitch too. Uh, that's still hearsay stuff going. But, uh, anyways, um, so we have got old podcasts on all that jazz. We've got old podcasts on there. Do, 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 uh, do you want to restart this thing? Because I feel like we're getting a little, uh, a little no, crazy. no, keep going. We're okay, going. okay. I wanted to bring up the because uh, we got new. We got we're launching new ideas. So we're playing around, maybe doing some more Twitch streaming stuff because we're going to play in GTA quite a bit. We've been playing GTA this entire. Uh, this entire game, this entire uh, not oh, I'm been playing a game. This entire podcast. Oh, and I'm racing. I've been right playing. Now. Ma- I've been playing out. Mad Max the entire time. So, oh, I'm racing right now and I'm losing. But with that, uh, please also hit us up on Facebook and Twitter at soccer or Twitter at soccer rangers, and our email at soccer rangers podcast at gmail, and our Facebook at soccer rangers podcast. All the places you know if you've been listening to us for a long time. So, with that, uh, I hope you'd like to join us while we get this build up towards SoccerCon, which is now happening. We're in the pre SoccerCon preparing, and that's ever so exciting. We'll bring you more for that. So, of course, thank you. We are doomed. Updating every money. Mon- Monday? Monday. Monday. It's supposed to be Monday. If I Monday. don't screw it up again. Thank you. Take care, everyone. Take care, everyone. Bye.